super genius. What is genius? Putting a man on the moon or inventing the internet. I got a lot of PhD types and smart people around me. The genius. The stroke of genius. Of the crowd. A true musical genius. Nature versus nurture. The way he plays the game, he's just a genius out there in the court. The American dream is to be able to make a living with what you are a genius at. We have been talking about genius all week long, and David Shank is back with us. He wrote the new book, The Genius in All of Us. And, and David, bear with me here. Let's, let's talk about what we've learned so far this week. A, th- what separates a genius from the rest of us is really not so much. We have the, the possibility, the capability, all of us do, to become a genius, right? Right. It's our gene. We are not doomed to mediocrity by our genes. Our genes are actually built to adapt to our life circumstances and what we demand of them and what we demand of our bodies and brains. Right. We, hard can work, re- right. we can reprogram our genes if we want to, and that, that's your whole, that's your whole uh, thesis is that genius is a process and, and practice. Absolutely. And you have to have the drive to want to do this. Absolutely. Right. But you, you also mentioned that it, in some cases people talk about the 10,000 hours of practice. Well, it takes a long time. No one's saying this is easy. <laughs> and it also, it also requires extraordinary sacrifice to be truly great at something. Not just time, but relationships, uh, tremendous, tremendous energy, uh, and, and cost, money. John knows all this already, but you know the rest of us have to learn. Right? We're going to get a spin. Uh, we're going to get a call from his wife I here know. in a moment, <laughs> moment if you keep trouble. doing that. But you know, let's talk a little bit about that sacrifice because you know I've known a few geniuses in my life, and not only do they have to sacrifice, but if they are married, if they have children, the other people in their life have to sacrifice when you have somebody that dedicated to something. Right. So the lesson here is not that everyone should you know, give up everything to become, you know, a a Mozart or a Sarah Chang or whatever. The lesson here is that you're not doomed to mediocrity. Put that excuse aside and decide how great you want to be and and what sacrifices you want to make. And I'm not saying this is all in your control, but it is more in in your control and in your family's control than you think. So make the decision about how great you want to be and and what you want to give to to that ambition. And and throw away your copy of The Bell Curve, which said that we were all doomed to be what our genes programmed us for. Please do. (laughs) Well, let's bring in Jenny Nile. She's founder and head of the school at the E.L. Haynes Public Charter School in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? I'm doing well, thanks. Um, We're we're talking to you because your school has been very successful at doing some of the things that David talks about in his book, in in finding the, the talents in each of your students and developing them. Is that accurate? Absolutely. I mean, the foundational components of what David's written about is actually how we've organized the whole school and it really has profound implications for education and how we need to have schools organized to make sure that every single child um, is ready to go to college and is ready to be as successful as possible. Okay, but you had a lottery at your school last week, and you had to turn away a lot of disappointed parents. I mean, not everybody can get into a school that's going to do that for them and structure it for them. So, so give me some tips. How does one, uh, with your child or with yourself, how do you go about doing this? Yep. You know, I was looking again at David's book because um, I had jotted some notes even before then, and I think he really um, sums it up incredibly powerfully. I mean, the first piece is believe. Believe that this is actually possible. And this is what all parents need to believe about their kids, is not that they have something that um, if they're, uh, you know, small, they can't be a great athlete or whatever it is. They need to actually believe in that potential and that the possibility of genius. 
The second piece really is that um, I think a key point about supporting the child but not making it so that they're living vicariously through the child. We've all seen stories mm -hmm. of this. It's yeah. certainly well documented in various movies and uh, in tabloids. But um, parents need, um, they can't link um, rewarding kids with their love and affection for success and thus withholding it for failure, That's because parents need to provide that unconditional love for children, regardless of their success or failure. And that also builds into that next one, which is you've got to be able to, um, as a parent, help kids learn how to practice. And in fact, it's not just uh, a generic kind of practice. You need to think about a specific way of practicing that actually builds the skills. Um, and then I think the last one is crucial for all parents, which is um, regard failure as something that kids can learn from. It's not, uh, it's not the end of the world, and the hmm. sooner that our students and that our young people and that your sons and daughters know that, um, the better it is and the, the more um, sturdy they'll be uh, as a person and the more resilient. That's great advice. You know, David, in this whole book, there's a kind of a singular genius that you knock down, but there's a collective genius that seems to replace it. Is that the lesson here? And there's a scientific basis for that collective genius, working together, bringing out people's potential. Well, I think that's right. And I think, you know, one of the really important points here is that culture has so much to do with this. So it's not just about you and your, and, and your child and what you guys can do. It's about this. And this isn't just a short-term thing. This isn't about one lifetime. This is about building over many, many generations this idea that we can do better, that there isn't a, a whole population that's just kind of doomed to to uh, you know, to inferior achievement. That that if if we believe more in ourselves and we apply the principles that some of us have learned, uh, that 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 we can uh, we can get there. Okay, David Shank is the author of The Genius in All of Us. It's the, the concept we've been talking about all week long. And we also spoke with Jenny now. She's the founder and head of the school at the E.L. Haynes Public Charter School go in Washington, D.C. I don't want to go back to school. You can uh, read more about The Genius Series on our t website, thetakeaway.org. And, uh, David, uh, before we go, if you had an extra hour of daylight savings time, what would you do with it? Well, I want two hours, for, one for sleep and one for practice. All right. That's great. <laughs> practice what? Uh, mandolin at the oh, moment. Oh, nice. Great. Fantastic. I'm John Hockenberry. And I'm Celeste Headley. This is The Takeaway. Since WNYC's first broadcast in 1924, we've been dedicated to creating the kind of content we know the world needs. In addition to this award-winning reporting, your sponsorship also supports inspiring storytelling and extraordinary music that is free and accessible to all. To get in touch and find out more, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.